Hi, I'm Rob. Tale number 18. The Whistleblower. I was working in a retail store that sold mostly men's apparel. I had gotten the job in high school and kept it into my early 20s. I was like 21 at the time of this incident. Most of our customers were older men from the suburbs. We had a general manager named Vic, a manager named Steve, who was like a mentor to me. He was a good friend. He was an important figure in my life, and I really liked him. And then there were a bunch of other people at my level, which was essentially sales clerk. I manned the cash register and checked people out when they were ready to buy their clothes. One day I came into work, and they were like, hey, we're going to do inventory today. And I had been working there for like three years at this point, and we had never done inventory. But we got to work, taking all the pants and shirts off their hangers and shelves and counting them, and then writing those numbers down on a little data sheet that had what the numbers should be based on our sales records. And it took a really long time, and as we counted, we started to notice something. There were no large shirts in the entire store. Not a single one. The store was divided into like styles. So on like one shelf, you would have one style of shirt and there would be smalls, mediums, larges, and extra larges. And the larges were just missing. And the inventory data sheet told us that we should definitely have some large shirts. So something was amiss. General Manager Vic, he sort of freaked out. It wasn't a major freak out. He was like, we got to get to the bottom of this. And, you know, in the meantime, try and convince people to either buy a medium or an extra large that are usually a large. So that's what we did. But as the weeks went by, myself and several of the other clerks, we noticed something and we assumed General Manager Vic noticed it too. Manager Steve, he almost exclusively wore shirts that you could buy at our store and he wore larges. So while we're looking for the large shirts, there's a person working with us wearing the large shirts. It seemed pretty obvious to everyone where the large shirts had gone. It's sort of like an open secret that Manager Steve is probably taking all the shirts, but nobody does anything. Now that the attention's been drawn to it, maybe he will stop. But he doesn't. So I'm there one day when we get a shipment of shirts in. And our normal process is we scan them in, that gets them into inventory, and then we put them out on the floor. A box of shirts comes in. Manager Steve starts going through them. He takes them into our back office, and then... He walks out of the back office, right in front of me, with an armful of large shirts, leaves the store, walks out to his car, puts them into his trunk, comes back inside, scans the rest of the shirts into inventory, and puts them on the floor. Manager Steve is being bold, and he begins to get bolder. If Manager Steve was working, he would buy lunch for everyone. Well, he wouldn't buy lunch. He would take money from the register and buy lunch. I'm sure the owners of the store would have considered this another version of stealing, but I think General Manager Vic let it slide because it really did boost morale. It was just a cool perk of the job to have a decent lunch every day that you worked. But it created this opening to take money from the register. And Manager Steve started to exploit that. Instead of backing $50 out of the register, he would back 100 give whoever was going to pick up lunch 50 bucks, and keep the other 50 bucks. And again, there's like a record of this. It's not like he's hiding it. It feels important for me to say that I was benefiting from this. I was getting these nice lunches. Sometimes he would take us out to eat dinner. 
And it was really obvious to me that the money was coming from the store, and I didn't say anything. But it kept progressing, and eventually he was just taking money right out of the register, not backing anything out, making no effort whatsoever to hide it. Even on his days off, he'd come in and grab 100 bucks and leave. And when you do that, the register is short at the end of the day. General Manager Vic is getting really concerned, because we're having to make this correction at the end of each day to account for missing cash. So he takes his biggest step yet, and he has this huge security system put in with all these cameras. There's a television, a VCR. We have to learn the protocols, you know, when to change the tapes out so they don't get recorded over. And so anything you do will be captured on tape. During the first week of having that security system, I was working, and Manager Steve was working, and he calls me and another coworker into the back office, and we're looking at the VCR for the security system, and he's like, man, doesn't that VCR look dirty for being brand new? This is a brand new machine, and it looks dirty, and we don't really know what he's talking about. And he picks up a bottle of cleaner, you know, like spray cleaner, and just starts spraying the VCR with it. And then he picks up the VCR, turns it on its back, so he's looking down into where you put the tape in. And he opens the cleaner up and pours the whole bottle of cleaner into the VCR. It stops working immediately. Manager Steve is free to do what he wants without being watched. The moment that sort of sent this over the edge for me was one night I was working. Manager Steve came in and took some money out of the register and he gave me $50. And I didn't feel like I could refuse it. And now I was also responsible for correcting the register for money that I had in my pocket And it really did not feel right. So I put the money back in the register after Steve left. And I made the correction just for the amount that he had taken. And I talked to my coworker about it. And the same thing had happened to him. And he had done the same thing. And now it just felt more serious. It felt like I was having to do things I shouldn't be doing. I haven't mentioned this yet, but there's another important person to this story. Our clothing store, which was for old suburban men. It also had like a lounge connected to it where you could go and hang out with your friends and smoke a cigar and have a beer or whatever. My friend Emily worked over there, and we had sort of just met. She's like one of my best friends in the world now. But all this stuff really started to weigh on me. And so I just told her what was happening, and she had no idea that this kind of theft was happening. And I told her, like, I really wanted to talk to General Manager Vic about it and come clean. And she really encouraged me to do that. And so one day, I saw General Manager Vic, and I walked up to him, and I said, we have to have a talk. And he could just see in my eyes how distressed I was. And this was just like eating me alive because, as I mentioned, Manager Steve was an important person in my life. I had known him since I was like 16. I know he really cared about me. And I was about to do something that would have a really negative impact on his life. And I think Vic knew exactly what I wanted to talk to him about. So he took me to another part of the building where nobody would interrupt us, where Manager Steve would not be able to find us. And I told him everything. He was very sympathetic, and he told me he knew how hard it was for me to come forward. And he, like, asked me if I was okay, and I said, yeah. And then he assured me that he would take care of it. And he seemed genuinely concerned, and I was pretty pleased with how it had gone. And then I got to work the next day. Vic was there waiting on me. And he said, hey, I met with manager Steve, and I think the best way to deal with this is he's waiting for you in the office and I'm going to walk you in there, and I'm going to leave you to sort out the problem you're having. This was unexpected, and I was immediately very, very nervous. General Manager Vic escorted me into the office, and Manager Steve was there waiting for me. Vic left the room and shut the door behind him, and it was just me and Steve. Before I could say anything, Steve 
apologized. He said, I am very sorry for putting you in the position I put you in. That was wrong. I will never do it again. And then he said, I wish you had come to me first because that could have really impacted me and my family. And then he said, Vic is a coward. And the way he dealt with this was not cool. And I'm sorry you're going through this. And that was pretty much it. It was business as usual at work. Steve changed his behavior a little bit, so it was never on us to correct the register at the end of the night. I kept working there for a while. Word got around about what I had done, and I received some really strong pushback from some of our customers who really liked Steve. On one occasion, my friend's dad, who was also like a family friend, came in and let me know how much I had disappointed him, that what I had done to Steve was wrong. I remember another time, Emily and I were going to get some pizza after work, and we ran into some of our regulars, and right in front of me, They told Emily she didn't need to be hanging around guys like me. I don't want to paint myself as too much of a victim. It was not a great situation, but I knew I would be okay. It got too weird to work there, so eventually I quit. General Manager Vic also quit shortly after, so Manager Steve became General Manager Steve. And in the years since, they've gone way beyond those positions. They're both very successful people. And as I was talking about this with Emily, who was my coworker then and I still know her now, She pointed something out that's interesting. I think that Steve and Vic have gone on to have the most success of any former co-workers of mine, if you're measuring success by your job. Good for them, but Emily brought that up for a reason. It makes you think about how the world works sometimes, and it's uncomfortable. Rob Tells Tales is produced by me, Rob Tiffin. I had some additional editing help from Ben Lamb. The cover art is by Marcella Johnson. She also came up with the title. The end credits music is by Poddington Bear. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and at robtellstales.com. This podcast would have not been possible without Ben, Marcella, and Melanie. Thank you, and thanks for listening.